Hello everyone. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just want to say that this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code MARVEL at checkout to get 10% off. And now onto the show. Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in Marvel Podcast. My name is Ben Morse. I'm the senior editor of Marvel.com. Got Blake Garris over there with me. Hello. Uh, we have got an all-star panel today. We've got some returning guests. we got some new guests. we got Diamond Dallas Page, who's been on the show before. Good to be back, boys. We've got Scott Hall, WWE Hall of Famer. Hey, yo. And we've got the director of The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, Steve Yu, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Steve, welcome to us. No, you can say hello. <laughs> so I was, yeah, you know. thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having us. Yeah, it's great to have you guys back. It's great to have you on. And like I said, we're talking about that. And I, uh, I guess I want to go to you first, Steve, as as the director. And you know, Dallas, obviously, you were the one who, one of the ones that came up with the concept of it. Tell us a little bit about for the people listening. You know, this is this is a story that I think it's not just a great movie. I finished watching it last night. Yeah, thanks. But for our fans, for Marvel fans, you know, this is. A very relevant thing. It's 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 a story about larger than life characters. It's a story about redemption. It's a story about going against the odds. So, give us a quick overview, you guys, about what this movie is and why you think our audience would enjoy it. Yeah, well, I guess when we when Dallas and I first started talking about it, it was just kind of a an idea and a theory that you know we knew Jake was in a really bad spot in his life, and we were we were thinking that the theory was if we surround him with like an, an extreme amount of positive influences, like help like fitness eating wise and just positive thinking that we could help him kind of turn his life around like that was the initial hypothesis Mm -hmm. you know of of the documentary and then you know just going through it we didn't realize what we were getting into really because it turned into a a very much a a lesson in you know dealing with someone with an addiction problem so that was like a crash course for me Dallas had dealt with other people with addiction issues before but it was very eye-opening for us it, it I think it made everyone on the crew like more tolerant of like the stigma that addiction has because yeah. you, you start to understand it but but in the end like we we were just like we couldn't believe what unfolded as we filmed it because yeah. it was so amazing how things turned out in the end and I won't give it away but yeah. it, it, it's pretty awesome Dallas, I know like your initial aim was just you wanted to help Jake, but why was it important to you to capture this on film as a movie? I think if I were to tell you today, Jake is, and you and say there was no YouTube, mm-hmm. say we never did it, but just behind doors, um, and I was to tell you that Jake has been sober for damn getting close on two years, year and a half, somewhere. I'm not sure exactly what the dates are. I think it's close to closer to two. You would go, yeah, right. Because if you know Jake's history, and you know they sure documented it in Beyond the Mat, yeah, they sure yeah. documented it on TMZ, and he's had his other failings, and that's number one. So it never would, no one would believe it. Um, the fact that I wanted to help Jake turn his life around, so he could walk away from the business with his head held high, because you know, like Austin says, when Stone Cold says, when I get get around naming my top five. Jake's always on that list, and he's going to be on a lot of people's list for top five. So he wasn't walking away like that. He was walking away, and everybody just remembered him for being a junkie and, a, and an addict and and doing a lot of stupid things because you do a lot of stupid when you are screwed up, you know, consistently. And plus it doesn't affect him. He has a disease. 
addiction, when you get to that spot, you change. Like, I can drink the same amount he can. I'll be, you know, I'll have a buzz going. Mm-hmm. He'll be a different person. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. And uh, I wanted to try to get him clean and sober so that at some point I could have the conversations like I have today with him. Like, I don't, I'm just, this is like a new Jake Roberts, mm-hmm. you know, as far as actually getting to talk to the person who's it's cleared his head. When you clear your head for six months, it's awesome. When you get to a year or more, well, now you're, you know, the fog's really lifting. And uh, going into it, I never, you know, <laughs> Steve and I look at each other probably a hundred times during the making of this and think, is anybody ever going to see this? Because once we, it was done and we got to whatever spot we were at, I don't care where we were at. And these guys knew, like I told all of them, these are passionate filmmakers. You know, cause we had a whole crew of guys, you know, that, that work with us. One of our other producers, Chris Carey and Nathan and Dylan and Nikki, uh, they worked so hard on this. But I told them all, if Jake is not going to put this, his stamp on this movie, there's no movie. Mm-hmm. And when we sat down to watch it, which was about take, you know, <laughs> 11 or 12, it's probably been through 28 edits, you know how that goes. Um, I told him, I said, dude, you're going to see some stuff here that's really going to, you know, knock you on your ass. I would say, what's the most important thing about, you know, our business? And everybody knows it was, it was one of the boys is the finish. Mm-hmm. You know, I go, you just got to stick around for the finish. So that's how it started, and taping it was pivotal, and it really ruled that your question because it helped Jake get to see what people would help him. If I never filmed it, there would be no Indiegogo, and if we didn't know that that worked, it could never help Scott. Yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty pivotal, you know, the whole the whole. Yeah, I mean, thing. Scott would never have come in if someone hadn't seen what we were doing with Jake on the internet. Right. So someone had seen the story. And Scott can tell the story really, really better than I can. What happened? Like, because someone shared the story with him, and uh, it would never have happened without the internet. Yes, I want to mention Scott. You uh, first off, I don't want to spoil anything about the doc, but like Jake had some like relapses. I guess is the right word. Right. Yeah, you, you, you got to fall down. Right. You know? mm-hmm. It seems like Scott. The, when you come in, you seem to get into it and just go full steam ahead. Was that the case? Or well, I think that um, I've I've been to twelve inpatient rehabs, thousands of AA meetings, outpatient therapy, the whole deal, and I always participated and paid attention, and I always went to the Mac Daddy places, and for me, and you know, they were all twelve step things, and well, the initial six or seven were, and there the message is don't drink, go to meetings, call your sponsor. That wasn't really working for me. Because as soon as I hit the street, sooner or later, you know, I was back using before I even knew it. And the WWE was the ones who stepped forward and said, "Let's, we're going to send you here. Let's, um, we're going to try to treat the root problem and not the symptoms. The symptoms are alcohol and drug abuse. But let's, what's triggering that? So it was, to me, it was a little more cerebral approach. And that's for me was when I started to gain a little traction. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I've spent a lot of my life in front of cameras and microphones. But it was always, you know, portraying a character and promoting a, an event. This is a little weird for me because I don't have years of stick to fall back on. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have clev- clever little catchphrases. You know, yeah. it's like, wow, this is like talking about me. And yeah. it's a little new to me. But um, I, was, I had drunk myself into heart failure. I was in a hospital in Orlando 
in such bad condition that there was no visitors, no phone calls. The only people I interacted with was the medical staff and this kid who served the food trays. Well, lo and behold, this kid's a big-time wrestling fan. Of course. Now, I got an IV in both arms. I got an oxygen gimmick up my nose. I don't feel good. But I grew up as a fan, so I understand what it's like when you meet a guy that you like. So I'm trying to interact with the guy, but you know, and he's so excited, but he knows I don't feel good, and he knows he's supposed to leave right away. But he goes, I just want to show you this one thing, and he whips out his phone, and there is a before and after still photo of Jake. And he's only been there about six months at this point. Now, I'm happy to report I've never partied with Jake, never in the past. And, you know, we ain't planning on doing it now. (laughs) But I I had known that Jake had been in some dark places, and I have too. So I thought, wow, it gave me a glimmer, like, wow, like, Jake, you know? Because I've heard legendary stories or rumors about him, and I'm thinking, wow, like, Jake? And then, you know, then they started reaching out to me, and I was calling them back and stuff. And I thought, well, go to rehab again or, or try something different. So I tried something different, and I got on a plane and went to Atlanta. The only, I've only been back to Orlando a couple of times, and I lived there most of my adult life, like 30-plus years. I went back, back there to sell my house. You know, I go there to visit my daughter. She's in college there. But I live about two blocks away from the crib in Atlanta, where Dally lives. So I always have that support, you know. If I start feeling squirrely, I can just walk down and say hi. You know, I was, I, was, I was over there the other day before we came in. Dallas's wife is my hairstylist. <laughs> I had to have a little pepper added to the salt and pepper, you know. But uh, things are going great for me. I, my catchphrase now is, I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm okay, and I'm on my way. That's awesome. Brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, he does that so we well. Should, Come up with those. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to find that kid someday. He has reached out to me on Twitter and stuff because he's. Wow. And he said, "No, I'm the guy who I think I follow him." So he said, "I'm the guy who showed you the picture." That's cool because I've told the big... story, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm the guy who did it." And, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh, without him, I mean, I don't know where I'd be yeah. because I, I I was feeling that I figured you know when you go to all those rehabs, they hit you with statistics, and and the statistically, two out of ten people make it. So one time I'm riding down a road with this buddy of mine, and he's going, and he's on me, man, why are you always drinking, man? Why are you always drinking? Because he doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, why you cheat on your wife? <laughs> you know, if you're, we're going to have this morals ethics, this ethical discussion, why do you cheat on your old lady? And he's going, so I, you know, he's going, no, man, you know, come on, man. You know, like you, you're drinking yourself to death. And so I said, look, two out of ten people make it. Considering, well, I'm one of those eight, bro. Give me a break. And he went, he immediately went, why don't you be one of the two? Mm. And I went, oh. Yeah, because I'm the guy who came from the streets to end up in the Hall of Fame. Like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I'm usually pretty good at doing things when I try. Like, why don't I start trying again? And it just was a whole new thing. And, like, Dallas is big about saying, what story, bro, 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 what story are you telling yourself? Like, so another catchphrase I'm developing is, I used to spend all my life looking in the rearview mirror. You know, always looking back. And I can't change what happened yesterday. I can't change the bad things. I can't change the good things. I can't change anything. So now when I'm riding down the road, I look out the, the windshield. That's maybe why it's so much larger, because I'm supposed to be looking forward. And again, I imagine that I'm driving just at, at nightfall. So I got my headlights on, and I'm not looking too far forward, just about where the, you know, the headlights end. So I'm not, not setting unrealistic goals, just trying to make it through the day. And it's working for me so far. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna uh, congratulations on that. 
and also congratulations for you. I, this isn't in the documentary, but you just opened your own facility in Atlanta, I believe, right? Smyrna, Georgia, Smyrna. right Smyrna. outside, yeah. Um, I got to say, thank you for doing everything for us, because, like, what, like, a bunch of people in our office still today yeah, do DDP yoga. You gave us some DVDs. We actually have co-workers who bought DVDs off of us saying, yeah. and, like, you know, our physical, like, transformations. Your friends are getting better. Like, what's it, what's it like? Like, th- what's the feeling like doing such good for people? Uh, Let emotional. me jump in here. No, <laughs> <laughs> really, he's good at it. No, Dally is, like, when I considered coming up there, like, Dallas is like an amateur drinker. Like, he's not, he doesn't have his pro card yet. Like Jake and I do. And so, you know, he doesn't really, he didn't really grasp it. So when I was considering coming up, I was going, well, you know, Dallas is going to just go like, bro, bro, bro. And I said, but Jake, I can talk to you about all the dark stuff because he's going to get it. So that was good for me. But one thing I've noticed, you know, I was told before one time by this therapist that I have a mood-altering disorder. The guy said, you don't necessarily want to feel better. You just want to feel different. And he said, it's kind of like if you're watching TV and you got the remote and you go, wow, I love that show. What else is on? Oh, I love that. What else is on? What else is on? Always a tick, 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 tick. And for me, what I've noticed being around Dally, and we've been friends for years and years, but actually like living with him for a few months and now being a close neighbor, is he alters his mood by helping people. He generally gets a buzz off helping people, and it's genuine. It's real. I have sat next to him in his house when he'll just be online and he'll see somebody purchase the DVD package and he'll call them like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey. And they'll go like, oh, my God. Yeah, what's up? It's DDP. What are you doing? Hey. Or he'll track people's progress. Like he encourages people to send in photos and keep them updated on how their progress is or any setbacks. Then he'll call them like, hey, what's going on? Are you sticking to the food plan? You know, what's going on? You're like, what happened? You're really doing good for a while? Now you've leveled off. It's just that's how he gets high. It's, he he really cares about helping people. That's awesome. And I think it's amazing because I tend to be kind of a selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> but you're working on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one <laughs> yeah, yeah. one yeah, of the yeah. like the key lines in the movie is when Dallas says, you know, never underestimate the power you give some someone by believing in them. And really the ultimate thing is you want people to believe in themselves because then they can do anything. So, like, Dallas is, like, the main thing Dallas does to people is he believes in them when they don't believe in other people. And then when they start to believe in themselves, then you see how, how many great things happen. So so that's really you know, kind one, of the magic. One of the things we, you know, sort of coined, too, it's like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? So, I mean, if I would have told anybody three years ago, Jake Snake Roberts is going to move in with me, so is Scott Hall. They're going to get sober in the same year and 18 months later all be in the Hall of Fame. If you bet on that in Vegas, it would be a trillion, maybe 13 trillion to get our country out of debt, you know, to one. You know, but it did, and it did happen. I've always felt like there's a lot of times where, like, planets just line up for me, and I see and I just see and I go with it. And I don't give a fuck who believes in it. I, they laughed at me when I said I was going to be a wrestler. Right. They laughed at me back when I was a kid. I told them I was going to run nightclubs. Yeah. And then a wrestler. And then when I iced my body, now everyone ices their body. When I did organic juicing 15 years ago when nobody was doing organic juicing. When I started doing yoga, when I started to create my own DDP yoga, laughing, laughing, laughing. When I brought these guys in my house, are you out of your 
mind? I mean, like, there's no way. Do I go, are you, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I don't ever listen when people tell me I can't do. You know, right now we've just developed an interactive transformation app. There's nothing out there like it. Not from Beachbody, not from Gaim, not from any of, the, not from any company that has anything to do with fitness. We've been working on it for two years, and it'll be out Black Friday, and it'll track everything. It'll take because we all know we all have music that we used to have in whether it was records, eight tracks, cassettes, CDs. It's all on your phone. Well, we all know that eventually everything's gonna be on the phone. We didn't just build it for the iPhone. We built it for the iPhone, the iPad, the pamphlet, the droid, and your computer, all at the same time. It'll not only track all your progress, like your heart monitor goes in now, hooks into your app. So you can see it up there while you're doing your workout. And your phone will take it right to your TV. So it's all right there. But not just that part of it, we track everything. From, again, the pictures, the measurements, the pain ratio, uh, blood pressure, diabetes, like everything. And every time you put once a month, put these numbers in, we've developed this so it becomes a game. So when you put the numbers in, it goes right, you get points for it. So if you put in like uh, like your heart monitor, so you log it in your phone, oop, you get 500 points. And it gets logged in before you get to the end. Now, if you use the heart monitor while you're doing the workout, you get double the points. And you have to be in your zone, in the fat burning zone, to get the best points. So when it gets to the end of the workout, you hit complete. How hard was this workout for you? Boop, goes to another thing. Then it comes up. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Bing, 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 bing. And it's like a video game. <laughs> we made it fun. And all the workouts you guys have, they are all being redone and changed up to Energy 2.0, Diamond Cutter 2.0, and that'll be our base because I want everything branded DDP Yoga as opposed to YRG because yeah. it's all one brand now. Right. But what's really cool is this performance center that we built. The, the, the studio area alone, and I say studio, I mean production studio. Film, we got $80,000 worth of LED lighting in there. We've got three different sets. We got a 30-foot green screen. That's 18 feet high. When we lay the floors out, it's 18 feet out. We're going to do DDP yoga on the moon. You know, and that was vision and my brainiac stuff. But what's really cool has come out of it. I'm doing this superhero movie right now. You might have heard of it, Gods and Secrets. And seeing how kids react to that. Because I've been a wrestler and watched how kids react to that. They're now playing the superhero when I've seen kids and I'm in this gimmick. I'm like, I'm going to create a version of that character and put us on green screen. And I'm gonna work out with two little kids, a boy and a girl, that could be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. Who wouldn't wanna work out with a superhero? And then having, and I make it really fun. So it'll be DDP yoga for kids on there, it'll be DDP yoga for seniors, uh, something I call beginner, beginner, for before you can even become a beginner. Uh, and a lot of them are gonna be live, like live right now, they'll say on your slider. Next workout, 22 hours, awesome. 15 minutes, and 10 seconds to the next live workout. And that's how we'll promote it. It'll be a subscription. You know, and people who have already invested in the program, boom, they'll already get it. And they'll be able to try it for a couple months and see how they like it. We have to get through the bugs, like anything that comes out. But it's so tight. Like, they wanted me to put it out like six months ago. I'm like, no. 
I want to have the least amount of bugs possible when we throw it out there. We got a nutrition thing because we built a crazy kitchen because we're going to do cooking shows. He's going to do dude food. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> you know, to teach guys how to eat cheap and clean, uh, cheap, you know, like eat clean cheap. Yeah, and, and just have fun with it. Like, I could be cooking with Scott. I could be cooking with my wife. I could be cooking with Jake. I guess I have my daughter, Brittany, up there doing stuff. It will always be different people. Like, Stevie Richards works with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's an awesome, awesome instructor. We have this girl named Christina who's an amazing transformation for yeah, what she came for. She's incredible. She, she's beautiful on top of that. And she runs the Performance Center, and she teaches there. Got some really cool people that are learning how to teach DDP yoga. So there's going to be such diversity on this app that will be so interactive and so fun and the most fun of all and <laughs> we already started making a couple of them but I stopped because I want to get everything on the green screen we will have the very first video alarm clock where I show up on your phone oh my or, God. Your, or your iPhone or oh your God. iPad and I start knocking on your glass <laughs> yo monkey Get out of bed. You know, and there'll be funny ones. There'll be inspiring ones. Scotty kicked off one where uh, I don't want to tell you what we're doing because, but it's funny. He starts ringing the bell and he says, welcome, DDP Ogre, blah, 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 blah. It's time to get up. And for you, and then he introduces that. And I won't tell you what, what happens because first time people see that, they're just going to go, what the? <laughs> uh, there's more to come, but I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at Squarespace who believe in us enough to be our sponsors, so we're really appreciative of that. Uh, I just want to say if you um, build your website with Squarespace, uh, the site looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. It's intuitive and easy. It is state-of-the-art technology. It's ensuring security, stability, trusted by millions, with some of the most respected brands in the world, uh, and it only starts at eight dollars a month, and you get a free free domain if you sign up for a year. So start building your website today, with no credit card required at Squarespace.com, and when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code Marvel to get ten percent off your first purchase. Use some of that inspiration that uh, DDP and Scott Hall are giving in this show and uh, maybe make a website to give back to uh, the world. Make yourself feel good, make everybody feel good. Um, and now on to the show. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember when you came to us for the interview a couple years ago, the YouTube page was kind of like, it's funny to see how things have grown because right. I remember watching you cooking and it, the, the audio was like from the camera microphone. Right. And right. now, like, we were watching the video. Like, I encourage fans to go to your YouTube page because it's funny because a lot of it was some of the emotional Jake stuff and then it'd be funny stuff like you trick, giving trick-or-treat candy to kids. Right, Jake, right, like, right. Um, yeah, that was when we had a small crew and now we got a good, <coughs> a good crew and guys, you know, really good at audio, so. I'm curious is... It gonna kind of be the same type of content, or are you gonna like work on more documentaries and release little clips, kind of like the Jake thing? Or no, I think it'll be the YouTube channel will always kind of focus on you know what what we're doing at DDP Yoga right now. Like the Jake, the Jake thing was this project that was really meant to help Jake. It wasn't like okay, let's start this new project. Mm. It was like Dallas was like, well, Jake needs help. It's like, well, let's help him. It's not like we have another person like in, in the mind. queue to help. Oh, yeah. It's like we did that with with Jake and Scott, and you know, 
we want to kind of stop where we're ahead because you know it's pretty amazing what mm-hmm. what these guys. It's did, sort of like you know? how do you follow that with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Right now, I'm meeting with people right now because when they see the film, you know, now I've I've already had I've always had people come at me for reality shows, but no one's ever had the idea. Until they have the idea, I'll never do it because I'm not going to go out and put something out there that I don't think's killer. So I'm meeting with these guys, matter of fact, today at 5 o'clock, and um, they are the closest people to ever get it, and they are so hip, and they've got some good shows out there. And what I've seen, really cool, because to me the show is about, you know, obviously me and my wife, you know, who's constantly battling breast cancer. She just got through that. But that's not the focus. It's it's our it's our marriage, our kids, but the crew, like the guys you saw in the background, yeah, like guys who really get it are like who are the people? And this and these guys who I'm going to meet, they Wade Keller said it on his interview, mm-hmm. and then this guy said it again when he was interviewing me, that like who are the people in the background, not knowing that that they were in production and all that kind of stuff that I was talking. About. I thought he was just a writer, but he really got it. And, like, our crew is so cool and hip and diversified. I mean, it's every ethnicity. ethnicity. How do you say it, Steve? Ethnicity? Ethnicity. Thank <laughs> you know, you. That's, what, that's really why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Pronunciation. Yeah, that, that's why I keep the Ivy League around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I spell that, Steve? Uh, but uh, our crew is so amazing and so fun. Like, every day, it's like they're always doing something that's entertaining. Yeah, and, I'd like to echo that. Yeah. like to... Dallas was mentioning the performance center, and again, I live two blocks away from him. Naturally, his office is near his home, which makes it near to me where I can just walk. It's like a nice walk for me there. And I would encourage anybody, man, if you're thinking about getting fit, you know, if you want to try something different. Because for me, I'm too beat up to lift heavy anymore. I, I can't do it. But And in, in with weightlifting, you, you reach a point where you can't get any bigger. You can't get any stronger, certainly not naturally. And, but with flexibility and with DDP yoga, I can continue to make progress, which keeps me motivated. But the message I want to put out there is if you're in the Atlanta area, come by Smyrna, swing by the Performance Center because it is so welcoming in there. Because I know a lot of people who maybe are really out of shape, they're intimidated to go to a gym or something. There, the, the vibe, it's such a family feel. It's so welcoming. And it's like everybody fits in. Like there's a, you know, it's just there's a lot of love in that place. There's something that Ted DiBiase said in the, in the movie that kind of jumped out at me last night. when I, I kind of stay in the lobby because a lot of that stuff I don't want to see. I ain't proud yeah. of that guy. And I went in towards the end, and I heard Ted was closing with something like, you know, the one thing that always wins is love. Yeah. Love conquers yeah. all. And that's the vibe. That's the thing, the message that Dally always sends out. And a lot of time it's bro, bro, bro. And it comes with that Jersey gravelly voice. <laughs> but the message is always love. And I just, I don't know, man. Look, I'm getting goosebumps thinking yeah, about it. It's, I, it's I, real I think that all of us like to walk in the theater in the third act because it's, <laughs> like, it's so powerful. It's like fun to, for us to experience again. You yeah, know, and, cool. and, and again, like, you know, we're, now we're doing this promotional tour. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not used to talking about me. I'm used right. to talking about, hey, say hello to the bad guy, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it. I think if if there had been if it had been a scripted movie and there would be a, a table meeting, people be sitting around going, okay, now we're going to wrap this up. What do you think? You know, both, no, not both of them going in the Hall of Fame at the same time. Now it's too hokey. Nobody will believe that. <laughs> right. That's what's going to happen. No, they both can't get Clayton at the same year. And, and you got to remember too, like 
I just entered into it thinking, like, hey, I'll just go. I'm going to try something different. You know, what do I got? I got nothing to lose. And, and you trusted and, me. And, and, every, trusted. and everything to gain. I got nothing to lose. Plus, I, I have no memory of the initial phone call because I wasn't answering my phone at that time. And I'm like, what? I don't even remember. And I'm seeing it back. Going, oh, my God. Dude, you shouldn't have answered that one. <laughs> but I remember saying, like, because I've been in multiple rehabs, and anybody in recovery knows the phrase spiritual awakening. And I remember going, I'm so drunk, I'm going, I, I really feel like I'm having a spiritual awakening. And my voice almost seems to get clearer then yeah. when, when I watch it. And it just, to me, it's like a God thing. And I think coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Like, there's a part in the movie where um, Dusty was the one who gave birth to Diamond Dallas Page in the wrestling industry. And then Jake stepped in and really mentored him and took him, you know, and got him actively wrestling under contract to WCW. Then Kevin and I came in from WWE and the NWO was born and we were red hot. But there's no story if you don't have, you can't draw money if you don't have opponents to go against. Now, Kevin and I both have long histories with Dowie as friends and in wrestling. Dallas used to manage me. I was the diamond stud. And... Now we have some influence, and we're looking for somebody to draw money against. He was the right guy because of his ability, plus we got the buddy system thing going. Like, I don't forget, I'm in Europe, I'm done wrestling, and I got a six-month commitment left in Europe, and I'm going to go finish up there, so I begged this girl to marry me, we're now divorced, but, and I come back, and oh my God, she's six months pregnant. So I reach out to Dallas, like, oh, bro, you know, man, you know, and he helped me out, he got me a job, and that was the birth of the bad guy. He gave me the whole gimmick from head to toe. The black hair, the stubble, the toothpick, the whole, everything was Dallas's idea. And I'm just going along like, yeah, whatever, man. I, just, <laughs> I need a job because I got a pregnant old lady. Yeah. You know, whatever you say, buddy. And it's just, it all unfolded. Um, Dallas was the first guy to touch the NWO. It was in the Superdome in New Orleans on live TV. I remember. Now, all these years later, Jake and I go into the Hall of Fame in New Orleans. It just, it was on, on, it, on his yeah. on his birthday. Yeah, I we mean, saw you that day. All these right, things right. coming together, uh, and I'm thinking, like, wow, like, thank you. You are real. You know, there's a, there is a higher power, and I call mine God. And it just was so unbelievable for me. Now, here's a story, and I'll, and I'll add in since I'm so long-winded. <laughs> the, the night that we did the thing with Dallas in the Superdome, and he, you know, he got the NWO, he took the shirt off, he went through the crowd, threw up the diamond signal, and... And, and the cool thing about this show then was, you know, it would play for three hours, and then they would replay it on TNT as soon as it finished, which gave us time as performers <laughs> to shower up, hit the hotel bar, and watch the show back. Like I mentioned earlier, Dallas is like a lightweight drinker. I mean, compared to me. Not just compared to normal people. <laughs> you know, he drinks one at a time. <laughs> and so... But he's there at the bar drinking, and he's, you know, we're waiting for a segment. And, like, when he does it, people in the bar are cheering, like, yeah, me and Kev are on the other side of the bar, like, you're dead, you know. And, and uh, but then they don't replay it. And the announcers Ever. never, and the announcers never talk about it. It was kind of like Eric Bischoff was going, just shut those guys up, let them do what they want to do, and it's, it'll, it'll never happen again. So now I see Dallas start to escalate his drinking. And at this point, I'm backing off of mine because I'm going to keep an eye on my buddy. Mm-hmm. Now he's going, let's get out of here. So up. now we're stumbling down Bourbon Street. And I've never seen Dallas loaded, so I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so I'm walking behind him, and he's stumbling around, and people don't recognize him. And, hey, Dally, how can I be? Ah, you know. And so we end up at the House of Blues. 
And standing out front at that time, Dan Ackwood is one of the owners of the House of Blues. I don't know if he's still connected, but that time he was. And he's out front in a security guard outfit, like a rent-a-cop. He's not fooling us. We recognize him. Dally's like, hey, Ghostbuster. What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? And Ackwood's looking at me and, and going like, hey, you call your buddy off. And I'm going, what are you going to do, Ghostbuster? I'm with him. And he's looking around now. The night before the Hall of Fame banquet in, in 2014, Steve, we put together a little a thank you ceremony from from Jake and I and Steve and the crew for Dallas on his birthday in the House of Blues. I mean, to me, it's Crazy. all coming together. Like, <laughs> So I'm telling the audience there, like, Jake was starting his one-man tour then, and I, I opened for him. And I shared the story about, well, the reason we're all here is later on Dallas is going to join us. It's his birthday. and. You know, and I told the story about, you know, this. And it, to me, I'm still amazed, like, the way things unfolded. Like, it's in the same building, in the same nightclub, in the same arena. Like, wow. Yeah, the movie captured, what, two and a half years of, of what happened. But if you look back at the history of what happened with all these guys, it's like another movie. Yeah. Because like, they're, they're so interconnected, you know. What's really going to be cool about the DVD is uh, – you know, we've never talked about the movie because we've just watched it. But, you know, one of my favorite parts of a DVD is when now the director with maybe one of the actors or maybe oh, the writer. I like that, too, when they do the commentary. I love it. So we're going to sit around, <clears throat> the four of us, you know, and probably Chris Carey, too, and uh, just, like, talk about it as we go through it. And it'll be really interesting, and I think it's it's it could be something that would be so cool. We'll film it too. Are there going to be deleted scenes <coughs> and stuff? I mean, there's yeah, got to be a so lot of footage that, that didn't. Oh make God, we got so much. Jake and I went down when I went down to visit. Oh yeah, Jake yeah, surprised yeah. you. Oh yeah, right. That's, That's kind of interesting. Like a, you came in and Dallas going, well, my buddy Steve's going to come down and he's going to bring a camera. And I think, man, I don't even I don't want anybody to see me. I ain't proud of the way I look. And so, so Steve comes in like, hey, and he's going, oh, you want to do it? Just show us, show me where you're at. And then, go ahead and take your shirt off. I'm going, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I used to be really proud of the way I looked. Now I'm thinking, no way, but come on, come on. I'm going, all right. And, Steve's I mean, got a way of getting you to do it. And then, <laughs> and then, all, then all of a sudden, ding dong, I'm thinking, man, I have a long driveway. I live way out in the woods. Nobody comes by unannounced. Then I go to the door. I'm looking out. Jake is there. Like, what the heck? I mean, it was so cool. And it was, it, like I mentioned earlier, that love. You know, like, there. Because I, I didn't like me, so I didn't care. I could care less what anybody else thought about me. But then to get around people who are so positive and loving, it just, I, I embraced it. And, and for Jake, it was really big. Like, you can see it in, 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 in the short version of the phone call when Scott called, where he's like, help me, Scott. Help me. I need you. Because he did need something to take it complete focus off of him. Um, and he did, he did, that was the beginning of him wanting to help somebody. Like today, like that was my goal, was to get both of these guys to understand that you, like, you don't have to be about you. Help us one other person and watch how good you feel about you, about them. It's like, you know, whoever wrote that movie, Pay It Forward, I watched it again recently. Yeah, it's great. So just an amazing movie. Anybody who's have never seen it, um, Who's the lead Kevin in that? Spacey. Kevin Spacey. He was just, but the whole movie is amazing, and talking about how divine intervention at times and just the way life works, you know. Because the way I look at it, I'm in the matrix. I mean, if that's how I look at life, if I believe in something, if I really, really believe it, like I've thrown out that this movie, you know, when I first did it, 
when we started doing it, because I knew how Steve was, and I knew the crew we were putting together, and I knew what we had, like, within a very short period of time. But I put out there that, you know, we're, our goal in this movie is not just for people to see it, but to get nominated for an Oscar. You know, like, one guy online just buried me so bad. And nicely, I wrote back, you obviously have no idea what goal setting is about. Because if I come in, well, I just hope someone watches it. <laughs> you're right. You can hope someone watches it. If you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. You guys know who said that? Henry Ford. But what the hell did he ever do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He owes me 10 bucks. <laughs> Where is he? So it's it, the, the voice, the story you tell yourself. And I talked to Opie today. We were on Opie and Jim, right? And he loved the movie. Oh, my God. He kept, because we'll get off and get sidetracked. He kept bringing us back to the movie, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And then I told him what I thought about, you know, I think this movie is, is I, I don't go into it saying, we're going to win an Oscar. I go into saying, this is good enough to be nominated. And I said, Opie, what do you think? And he does a whole show around documentaries. Like, this is something that he loves. And he's like, man, he goes, I think you're right. I mean, and so now it's getting people to see it. So now, you know, when they do the Oscar thing, it's like for consideration. I lived in Hollywood for 10 years. It's everywhere. I find that one guy who's got money and connections that wants, who loves this film, get those consideration things out there. Let people know about it. That's why we're going around. I mean, I, we've been to like five different towns. We went from Atlanta, Dallas, two days, Tampa. I flew into, Port, uh, into Charlotte yesterday, did an hour keynote speech for a big five, Fortune 500 company, hopped on a plane, flew to Philly, did the Q&A and watched the film there, drove here last night. Was it last night? Yeah. Last night, right. <laughs> we lose track of the day. <laughs> and then wow. got up and started our deal for letting the word out there. And again, we're passionate about it. You know, it's it's a movie everybody, as Scott always says, someone out there in your life is touched by addiction. So there's maybe they should see this, you know? And and to echo what Jake would say if he was here is that it's obviously for people who, you know, have addiction, like don't give up. There is hope. It's not how many times you go down, it's how many times you get up. If you don't quit, you never lose. Like Macho would say, never take yourself out of the game. Right. But Ooh, yeah. what, what Jake says is, and for somebody out there who maybe don't give up on your friends or your loved ones. Don't give up. Like he's, he says, and for the people out there who maybe see themselves in more of a Dallas role in this kind of thing, don't give up. You know, you're going to fight frustration. You can see in the movie, Dally is frustrated <laughs> big time. But he just keeps, you know, he does his breathing. <sighs> he does a cleansing breath and he moves on. I mean, there's, there's people out there in different roles. There's people who are actively struggling with mental health and addiction. And there's people who aren't. And who maybe can lend it. You know, it's not a handout. It's a hand up. You know, and I don't know. It's just, I've, I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm okay and I'm on my way. It's, it's no stretch to say we could seriously sit here and listen to you guys talk all day. This is honestly <laughs> a pleasure. We do got to let you go. Thank Put you. Put a wrap before, on things. Before you do, yes. but, but, you know, I know you're probably going to come back to it anyway, but I always like to do this. 
Um, Scotty, you at your uh, Twitter thing? Yeah, see, he's doing my job for him. At Scott Hall NWO. Yeah. And Jake is what, Steve? It's uh, Jake, Jake Snake, Snake DDT. DDT. And our movie is at? Uh, Jake Snake Movie. And at Real DDP, at DDP Yoga. We've also got a Facebook that is... Uh, Just the resurrection of Jake the Snake. You know, if you get to see it, you know, get out there and let people know about it. But the number one thing I want you to take away from what I just said was jakethesnakemovie.com. <laughs> jakethesnakemovie.com. If you register there, you'll know when we're coming, to, maybe coming to new cities, maybe going to colleges. I don't know where else we, we end up any place. Uh, when the VOD is going to come out, which uh, I'd love to give guys get back with you because we're going to come back up here in December just to yeah, let everybody know about time. the VOD. And then uh, the DVD, you know, and then we'll let people know even when it goes. If they're on the mailing list, they'll know. Because you know, people are going to say, oh, my God, you got to watch this. Maybe they saw it one time. But th- uh, this is the kind of movie that every time you watch it, you'll see something different in it. Because you're going to be so fixated on some things that are so intense, you're going to forget what's happening all around it and there's a it's sort of like when I used to watch you know Dusty work everything he did from moving his shoulders to moving his feet to where he was looking everything the way he moved his pinkies everything meant something everything and this film which dedicated to uh, Dream and Piper uh, that was both tough Dusty very very tough but uh, it's dedicated to both those guys, so I don't think there could be a thing better thing dedicated to those guys. Well, don't put it better. I mean, you guys, seriously, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. If you're out there, try to see this movie. And yeah, just please. like a uh, just like a Marvel movie, when the credits start rolling, don't leave because <laughs> one of the best scenes of the whole thing is after the credits. You guys, I. I'd heard on Austin's podcast so many times him reference the thing that happens at the very end, and then the credits came on, and I was like, wait a minute, where's that thing I heard about? And then I saw it, and goosebumps, man. It was incredible. Well, we learned that from Marvel. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. not, a, not a problem. You're welcome. Thanks again for all you've done for the world, for us personally, like, yeah. and for the film and for everything you guys yeah. do. This, this is amazing. Thanks so. for stopping by, yeah. guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, boys, it's uh, been your pleasure. (laughs) Uh, This is Marvel, your universe.